This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown! No flags! Cowboys lead! Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and trying for the end zone! How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas! Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the Cowboys! Cowboy Nation. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's simply said... Uh, how, how are you feeling today? And we all know the answer to that one. Uh, I have no Steve-O. I have, uh, he's still in Texas, and uh, Rodney couldn't make it to the studio today, but I did pick up our man Travis. Uh, Travis, uh, we're going to have Travis do some shows too with us uh, down the line, and plus possibly even his own show. We're putting that together as we speak. So we got uh, Travis on the line. Travis, how are you doing, my man? I'm here, brother. How you doing this afternoon, bro? It's uh, it's been rough. It's been rough. Uh, I, I I've stayed away from the ESPNs and I've stayed away from the NFL networks. Uh, I I don't want to see anything. I don't want to hear anyone. I, I I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my uh, I guess my post uh, stress, you might say, from uh, Facebook. Uh, people saying this, people mm-hmm. saying that, and that's driving me insane because half the shit that they're saying i i don't even agree with so uh it, it's uh it, it, i i'm i'm in the same state i think as you what are you going through yeah man you you you, you definitely got to turn the tv off you got to turn your notifications off you got to you got to get off social media because um i don't you get inundated you know with a lot of trash after after two weeks well, after two weeks, like the two weeks that the Cowboys have played, you know, you get inundated with a lot of stuff. So I'm I'm right there with you. Definitely got to tune all that stuff out and, you know, try to try your best to focus and keep moving ahead. Uh, well, before we move ahead, I, I got a vent uh, with all oh, yeah. 90% of the Cowboy fans out there. And you know what? I, I salute you 10 percenters out there that uh, can get over this and say, hey, we're Cowboy fans. We're diehard I get it. I get it. We're all diehard Cowboy fans. But I want to express myself. I want to express myself, Travis. And these these folks here, you just can't move on like that. You got to address the problem. And I know Travis uh, well enough in football, Dallas Cowboy football, that we've been seeing this stuff. We've been seeing the characteristics of a defense that's breaking down. And now it just went right. full blast against uh, Green Bay. There were signs, wasn't there, right. Travis? Absolutely. We've been we've been living by the mantra of then don't break. But yesterday it was break, break again, and then get broken. You know what I mean? Of course. Um, you know we can we can say a lot of things, but when you come out and you know you're not playing an ordinary football team anytime Aaron Rodgers lines up. He's one of the few football players that makes household names out of no names. So when when he's on the center, healthy or not, you think back a few years ago to the calf game where he was also in AT and T. You know that things are going, things can get out of hand quickly. And when your defense gives up 14 points right away in the first quarter, it's it's going to be a long day. A football right. game is only about nine possessions. So when you look at their offensive First, you know, first couple of possessions towards ours. And, you know, believe it or not, man, after the first turnover, I was sitting there holding my son. And after the first turnover, I turned to look to him and I said, son, today's going to be a long day. You know what I mean? I just I just had that feeling. I didn't want it to turn out that way. But like I said, it's just something about number 12 coming to AT&T. He's 7-2 down there now. And, I mean, it's just incredible. I don't, I don't know what has happened to the defense from December of last year to now. You know, we all know 
in January, C.J. Anderson, Ty Gurley, they had their way okay. They came out the first three weeks. You know, you can say they played against lackluster or weaker teams, but it's still the NFL. But the past two weeks, it's like they just have forgotten the competent things that go along with football. Our linebackers have disappeared. Um, the accolades that wow. they were receiving towards the middle of last year to the end, it's like they're not seeing the game the same way at the same time anymore. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence had one tackle yesterday. Robert Quinn had one tackle yesterday. Um, it's, it's, I don't even know how to describe right. it, man. Right. Besides just, you know, piss poor. Piss poor, right. you know, all the way around. Right. You're so right. You're so right. And uh, you know what? I put a post out there. I thought Vander Ash played like shit yesterday. I I thought oh, you, you got missed tackles, uh, your arm tackling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can't. You're not hanging there with the tight ends or that running back that's floating. I'm telling you right now, when the when there's pressure on the QB and he underhands the ball to the running back five yards away, folks. That means that that entire area is there's no one there. I mean, there's got to be oh, some linebacking support right there. And I'll tell you what, Jalen Smith, you played out of your ass. I loved Jalen Smith's play. He was the best defensive player we had last night. He was the best one, Travis. And I'll tell you this, he was on every hit when there was misplays, when there were missed tackles. You found Jalen Smith, a part of that. God bless him. He was the only one on that defense to me that was working his ass off. I, that's what I seen. I agree. I agree. Vander Esch last season, he was going to the ball carrier, and it seems to be this season he's waiting for the ball carrier no, tra- to come to him. Yeah, but Travis, I, I think you're doing that. He's, he's doing all this stuff against the weaker teams, but – like I said, mm-hmm. let's move on to the Green Bays, to the Eagles, to the Rams, to the Patriots, to any team right. out there in the top tier. Uh, you, you know what? You got to make you got to make those plays. I I don't care if you right. do it against the Giants because guess what? Your other uh, old timer back there, Sean Lee, he had a horrible game too. He'll make that play against the Giants. He'll make that play against the Redskins. But I'm telling you right now, you got to step up. When you need to step up, and the only linebacker I seen last last night, and the only one on defense last night, and that was Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, yeah, I agree, man. I mean, sometimes that's why you get you get afraid when these guys come in and they get those accolades so soon. Because I think back to Vander Esch week, weeks one through five last season, and 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 it seemed like there was something to prove, so he was playing above the competition and just as you just stated he's making those plays against the Giants but not against the better teams because now you know in those games against the weaker teams he's playing up to the competition but not right beyond. right right so right it comes time to play a Green Bay or a New Orleans it's like the old adage you know practice how you're going to play you know that that type of thing so he's going mediocre against the not so good teams and it's it's getting the job done so when it's time to go against the good teams, like there was this one play yesterday, a handoff where it looks like he was, you know, doing the Scooby-Doo thing where he was running with his feet, and then it just goes straight down. And I'm like, dude, you yeah. know, he's yeah. Aaron Jones is having a career day here. He's having a career day here. It's not even Aaron Rodgers. No. Aaron Rodgers, no, no, or, it, you know, it, Hall of Fame and purposes, right? Hall of Fame. He only not even an All Pro Hall of Fame yesterday. Yeah. Right, and and, and he, he he only had a couple hundred yards passing yesterday. He didn't kill you yesterday. He managed the game enough, didn't turn it over, and let the running game dictate everything that we were going to do. Right. And as you stated, if it wasn't for 54 being all over the field, it could have got a lot worse. I mean, it was on its way to being a lot worse. And then I noticed after about four possessions, they decided to start keeping 54 in as a spy. And I said the only reason why is because he's going to be the only one that's going to put the rubber to the road, and he's going to get in the backfield, and he's going to try to disrupt things. You know what I mean? I, no, like, it, no one else was doing that. No, I, no I, one. you know what? Uh, 
the Marinelli's, uh, the Richards, the Leon Letts, the, the uh, Ben Blooms. These guys have got to sit down. Before you start questioning those players out there, you're ne- you need to sit down and you you got to understand what you what you're dealing with as well. I mean, I tell you what, right? Your defense was atrocity, atrocity. In some it was some fan out there he put down our defense played great, but uh, we're off. Are you kidding me? No, Anytime you play great, no, not at all. Anytime you give up thirty four points, and, and this this has been the Tony Romo era too for all you guys out there that are big big time Dak fans I get it and we'll talk about that in a minute but you can't compare the Romos and the Daks and what the Daks have done to what Tony's have done because Tony had to fight off 34 points every every Sunday he had to score 42 points okay we have the defense now we have the defense that should be stopping this and you know what uh God bless the Jones because uh, they they've been nothing but all about this defense. There's not, there's a couple mistakes that I with that uh, Heath and uh, uh, maybe a DB or back there. But I'm telling you, this defense should be solidified and galvanized for the long haul. Here, it should it should be. And and like I said, you know when you when you spot them. 14 points in the first quarter. Right. And and these weren't interceptions from the defense. These, these were, were not, right up your gut. Exactly. Right up your gut. I'm I'm going to look. I'm going to take the fight to you from the very beginning. It looked as if they had schemed to stop Aaron Rodgers and forgot there were 10 other players on the field. You know what I mean? And Aaron Jones, who is a Texas product from El Paso, went to UTEP, he had a career day four touchdowns you know first got it there for the Packers since Dorsey Levens but it wasn't even the fact that he had it because if they were grinding him out yards I would have respected it every time he got the ball he pretty much did whatever right. he wanted to do yeah, you know it, what I mean it was he, supposed he, to be tooth and, nail. and that was the playbook that the Cowboys had on the Packers the Packers had no uh, stop on the run de- defense and they did a good job they I mean they bent a lot but we, I don't know Absolutely. what the hell happened to us. Our D-line, I, I'm telling you, Leon Light, you better sit down and talk to your D-line because that was atrocity. That was horrible. Your right. linebacking crew, uh, Ben Bloom, I'm telling you right now, you got to do something about your linebackers. Uh, one, I don't think can play good anymore. I, I just don't see Sean Lee. Uh, he, he was reaching out there trying to arm tackle and stuff. Right. You can't do it's that. Not it, that's there. not Sean Lee that I've seen in the past. And then uh, Van Der Esch, my God, man, did someone tie the two shoelaces together on your shoes or what? I, I don't know what the hell happened there. But you know what? You brought yeah. up something. You brought up something uh, with our, uh, what was that? Our uh, linebacking crew there. You brought up uh, the same scenario that I was going to use on Dak as well. No, no, not our linebacking, but uh, possibly uh, our tank, our, our Lawrence there. I mean, he wasn't involved at all in the, I, you know what, Dak, if you're going to – you don't want to knock on the boss's uh, door today for a raise, I'll tell you that. I mean, today's not, no, not the today. day you, you knock on that door for a raise because you didn't look that damn good, my friend. And here, I think Travis brought it up on that last segment there. It's, it's great when you're doing against mediocrity teams. It's great when you're throwing right. all these balls and uh, – uh, having them land like a basket in the receiver's hand, but these are the teams that we we want that forty million guy from. This is the this is right. why you want that money. Well, this these are the guys we want you to beat. We could beat those other teams with a half-ass type of QB. All right, but this is right. what makes you special on the sense that you get 35 to 40 million you gotta step up against the saints you gotta step up against the packers and the patriots these are the teams that are on the high tier these are the ones that you have to beat to get that contract that's a fact that's a fact you know i mean i mean i can't i can't um you know look at the game and you try to keep you know an open mind as much as possible but after a while after those, you know, first two drives I talked about, well, then it's time for one to help the other. I know what I kept screaming in the Saints game was offense, help them out. 
because defense was making stops as they should have against the Saints. It was with uh, Breeze being out. I hate to see how it would have looked if he was in, but we got another uh, opportunity yesterday because Devontae Adams was out. So it was supposed to be, I don't want to say an easier game, but there were less playmakers for them to guard and focus on on the field. But when your offense goes interception, punt, interception, punt, missed field goal, punt, and you're not moving down the field, you're not putting up any points, I mean, again, it's going to be a long game. We're going to get started. We just came off the field, 12-play drive. We let them run down the clock. We let them ground it out. That ain't going to happen again. But then you look up, interception, you're right back on the field. And now what starts to happen is now you see those big guys that leaned over, they're grabbing their pants, nobody's getting down into their stance anymore. And and Travis, you you even heard it on the sideline uh, from uh, that uh, 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 female reporter. She said, no one's talking to each other. Everyone just stands. Yeah, they're not talking yeah. to each other. I mean, come on. I saw no urgency. I saw one time when they first came off after that second drive, Rashard got them together, and he's in everybody's face a little bit. You know, eh, not really, but he's in everybody's face. Right. And then from that point on, I saw Demarcus Lawrence sitting here, Jalen Smith kind of walking by, the DBs over here. Uh, one of the very last shots they showed last night when Anthony Brown was walking to the bench. He went and sat beside Cheeto, and they didn't say a word to each other. Right. And it's like, you know, if the man next to me isn't going to hold me accountable, I don't have to hold myself accountable. Uh, you know uh, what I mean? You know, it's uh, like, of course. I, I'm, I'm going to do the bare minimum. The game is over. You know, in your mind, you're thinking the game is over, so let's get out of here. Let's not get injured. But no one was holding anyone accountable. I right. like what Zeke said last night when he said, I don't want to, he said, don't ask me any questions about the officiating. Because the officials are going to be the officials. We got to come out. We got to execute. We got to play the game. We got to stick to our game plan. When you look at that first drive, it was a good balance of pass and rush. Zeke was getting the yards that he needed to get. I'm not looking for Ezekiel Elliott to bust out with a 60, 70-yard run. I'm I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for him to consistently be able to move the chains when he's called upon. And that is what he was in the process of doing. But once you get behind 17 nothing, you're going to have to throw the ball on every series. You're going to have to look um, for other ways to win the game versus what your game plan was. And once the game plan goes out the window and it's all to, you know, excuse my language, all to shit, you have the defense of the Packers, the law firm of Smith & Smith, made our offensive line look peewee, made them look JV. And the thing about Dak is this is year four. So you have to know and understand when that pocket is collapsing and that pressure is coming. You did it those first three weeks against mediocre teams. So you have to do it now because no one's going to give you the benefit of the doubt against the Green Bays, against the New Englands, against the New Orleans, against the Phillies. They're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt there. What they're going to look for after you've had three weeks of playing at an upper echelon, they're going to look for you to go even more towards your goal of, what you're trying to reach, $35, $40 million per year, whatever the case. It's just certain things yesterday that I was just like, you know, now, why is this happening? Now, by the time we began to play competent football, time wasn't on our side. The clock wasn't on our side. And I could tell. I was like, well, you know, they're going to make a good effort of it. But pulling this out, there's going to be no way when you look to the missed field goal in uh, the first half. You look to the missed scoring opportunity when the second half started. We got the ball. We started with the ball. And we got nothing out of it. So when you're looking up and going into the fourth quarter, it's 31-10. I mean, at the end of the game, 34-24 sounds close. And when you also look at the stats, we had over 500 yards in total offense yesterday. We had 32 first downs, but we also had nine penalties for 120-plus yards. You're not going to win games like that. You're just not. And, you know, right now, with, with, with being five weeks in, you get one more opportunity against the Jets this week. But to me, that's not a measuring stick. It's only a measuring stick if you lose. If you win, you're expected to win. So if right. you lose – you can pretty much look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, guess what? We are who everybody thought we were. We're kind of a fraud at this point. You know what I mean? Because there's not anybody walking through the door that's going to save it 
besides the guys that's already there. We're not one of those teams that's waiting for a guy to come back from suspension. Speaking of that, I would have liked to have seen Randy Gregory last night because of nothing else. I know he would have kept bending in the corner getting to that quarterback. These guys, it's like they were waiting for Rodgers to run to them, and he's not that kind of guy. No, I, 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 told, I totally agree. Let me ask you this. Uh, there were some, I, I don't know if I can, uh, during the game, halftime, and then after the game, uh, everyone wants uh, Garrett's head on a platter. As That's the mm-hmm. answer. I I don't know. The, the, only, the only thing that I seen from Garrett, and then from what you just talked about, one, let's address that. I'll say, you know what, if everyone's holding their head down, on that sideline and everything, you, you as a head coach, tell your assistant coaches, get someone from the team, bring them, take them over there and tell them to get, get, get the team fired up. Uh, I, I don't want them Absolutely. down. I, and that's, Absolutely. and as a coach, you should observe uh, your soldiers, not really wanting, uh, not really that motivated as they were when the right. game started. I, I got to, I got, I got to think about it, and I got to send one of my assistants to grab one player and get, get over there, get your ass over there, and get these guys fired up. That's what, don't let them, right. don't let them uh, mosey on around each other. And secondly, I don't know why the hell you throw the red flag when you're not supposed to throw a red flag, and then you. Don't throw a red flag when you're supposed to throw a red flag. And that was that a Green Bay guy, uh, that receiver, mm-hmm. his ass was out. He had one foot in, and yeah, uh, and, and Buck and Aikman, village idiots they are. Oh, yeah, I see that too. His, uh, no, his, his ass hit half across the white line, and that's why Green Bay ran to the offensive line and snapped the ball. Now, the ball. Garrett. That's the time you throw the damn red flag, not a time where pass interference. I'll tell you what, my friend, those calls aren't coming in. The, I, I mean, they're throwing the red flag on that. Forget about it. They're going to back the referees on that. It's bottom line. So once again, Garrett gets crazy with the red flag. I don't know if that's uh, if that's enough to lose your job, because I, I thought I seen a meltdown on the team. Yeah, I thought I seen a Chernobyl yet last night. You know, I didn't see a coach doing it, but I seen individual players. But tell me, am I wrong right. on this, Travis? I mean, I you could you could see a different perspective and I'll I'll listen. No, I'll tell you this, man, like and and this is for anybody. Um the challenge on the pass interference was only invented because of that one play against the Rams and the Saints. That will be the only type of play exactly. where we will see that reverse. We've seen it Perfect. in slow motion. Not one red flag this season on a pass interference has been reversed. They're not going to. And nope. just for all intents and purposes, even if he would have kept the red flag and he would have challenged what was when Kevin King made the interception on the Michael Gallup route, it still wasn't coming back because they are not going to not back the referees on national exactly for a pass interference call. Uh, interference call. So we can forget about that. And I felt like when he threw the flag at that time, he was out coaching himself because you know we always say like, "Hey, Garrett, do something," and you could hear the crowd. They were like, "Oh, oh, oh," and I'm like. Don't egg him on to do that. No. It's not going to matter anyway. Don't egg him on to do that because that's a loss. That's already a foreseen uh, ending. I know how that's going to end. They can look at it a hundred times. And on top of that, I know who Anthony Brown is. And he did commit pass interference. He does that. He did that. He He did that. He did that. And I'm like, Travis, aren't there coaches above watching the same TV game uh, that we're seeing uh, in in these little suites to where he goes, hey, uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Don't throw that. They do it in baseball. They they don't. If they think it's a bad challenge, they'll say it on the phone. Don't do it. I I don't know where the hell our people are. I mean, are we going by a Richie Cunningham right there? Oh, he that was all his heart talking. That was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was not. Uh, I mean, a tactical at all. That was all his heart, and he wanted to get the crowd back into the the game by slamming the red flag. Down. By the way, well, why, why the hell did we get fifteen for that? When you see, yeah, I'm gonna tell you, man. <laughs> you see that I, I, Saints I, I coach like going crazy. Yeah, go ahead. Right. 
I don't like a lot of things that he does, but at that particular juncture, I understood because, you know, him him and that side judge at that time were having a pistol match. Because the judge told him, well, if you don't like the pass and the fence call, throw the flag. Garrett throws the flag. Okay, so right there you telling him his judgment is for shit, so you're not going to get another call from him the rest of the night, except for the one you did get, which was a flag for throwing the, you know, for throwing the red flag down. I've seen the sideline flag before for stepping onto the field or one of the players saying something to the official. I've never seen it done to a coach. So I don't know what he said. They said it was uh, abusive language towards the official. But at that point in time, they had already had a run-in. And, again, they were not going to not back that referee because later in the game, in the fourth quarter, when we were trying to drive, now you had Dak doing something I've never seen him do before. He was really, really, like, uh, lobbying for a call. And the head referee looked at him and said, I saw what happened. And that's why on that last run that he made, the scramble, they gave him that false rough in the passer where the guy kind of glanced him in the head up against the helmet because Dak didn't get into the pissing match with the referee. He didn't try to wind up him. The referee said nothing happened. Dak said okay. But since he heard that, the very next play that he got an opportunity, he threw a flag for that. With Garrett and that particular side judge, it was going to end the way that it ended with the unsportsmanlike conduct because he felt that you already put his judgment into play when you didn't agree with the obvious pass interference. That wasn't a bang-bang play. Anthony Brown was there like a full two seconds before the ball got there. Like I said, he's always there that early because he never turns his head around. That's what I've noticed from that kid since 2016. I'm not going to look for the ball. I'm going to be in the right position, but I'm not going to look for the ball. And since he doesn't look for the ball, he gets more pass interference than guys who are actually uh, – Cheeto is so physical, but in most cases he's looking for the ball. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you're Brown, right. He's never looking. No. He's no. never looking. So you know, he didn't even make an effort. Back. He didn't make an effort he to didn't. look back one time. And and, and, and this time. goes back to Garrett. I, I mean, okay, our, our DB did that, and that that's, that's a penalty. I mean, you could see right. that. But from the upstairs, from the from the sideline, isn't there someone telling you don't don't throw that red flag, don't do it, don't do There's it? We're gonna lose be, this, man. and I, we lost the timeout. We lost the timeout, and at towards the end, you don't know how we would have used our clock, where we were going. Uh, I mean, it, it, to me, having two timeouts to one timeout is a big difference in the last three Absolutely. minutes of the game. So, uh, you know what? I, Absolutely. I don't know if it's uh, enough to warrant his job. I don't know because, uh, well, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know that. I, I, I mean, I'm listening, and I, I think if we have another coach, none of them from every department I read to you uh, a second ago, none of them stood out as saying, oh, you know what, my, my group did what they were supposed to do. None of your groups did anything. Your offensive line, no. your offensive line, I, I, I called it on our site. I said, uh, I don't think this Flemings is going to do much. I don't think he could uh, walk a kid across the street without the kid getting hit by, uh, by a bus or a car. And I'm saying to you right now, Flemings, he just got tore up. He got tore up oh, he big time. Horrible. He yeah. looked horrible yesterday. And, 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 this go- horrible. And, and Travis, this goes back to when we played Atlanta. When when Dak feels yeah. that pressure, man, from the left side, forget about it. Lights out. He doesn't know where to run. He runs backwards. He runs ten yards. I mean, right. he's he's not good in the pocket, knowing that there's an aggressive uh, pass rush coming from the left end. I mean, the bottom line is no, that we're seeing that. We we seen it last night too. That left tackle right. is the most important job. For Dak, I'm telling you that right now. For safety, for him not throwing interceptions, for him not locking in on one receiver because he feels he has no time, that's that's the problem with Dak. Once he does all that, man, right. he he crumbles. Right, right. He 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 reverted back last night. Last night, last night he reverted back to year two, uh, year three. Dak, uh, you know, he didn't. Look- he didn't look confident. He he was making plays, and, you know, the numbers can fool you. He did throw for 300-plus in the second half, but, 
maybe only about half of those passes he was actually um, confident in. And I saw something else, too, um, that I never saw from him before. I don't know if you saw it. For a hot second there, him and 55 from the Packers, they got into a little quick shoving and jawing match, and Dak normally doesn't participate in that type of thing. And that's when I realized, like, he's, he's super, super frustrated. He's not trusting himself right now. He's going back to not fully making reads because if you look at, um, let's see, he had a couple of plays where the easier read was actually just to dump it down. One of those actually being on the interception. The first interception that he threw, I felt like he deserved that one because he tried to squeeze it in. When you look at it from the full view, it was three men. It was a corner, a linebacker, and a safety helping out on top. You mean a second? see the corner who just snatched it. He just snatched it out of the air because you're trying to force it. Yeah, that that wasn't top. that wasn't the first though. The first one was to Amari. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. because um, I'm he, thinking there was time, not. Yeah, should have dumped that down to Gallup. You know what I mean? And you know, live to fight another play instead of trying to force right. it. You know, I will give Amari a little credit. He said, you know, he took his eyes off the ball for a second. Oh, that was Amari's fault. That was Amari. That was yeah, a touch. You know, that was a touchdown, and that could have dictated. Much more positive place coming with that. That you know what that affects. That fights Dak. You know I mean, that's how I, I look. You off? Yeah, go ahead. Um, it affected Amari's very next catch because on the very next catch up the sideline, where Amari made the corner turn all the way around, uh-huh. he, he wanted to watch that ball into his stomach so much he lost his damn footing, and that was easily from the 17 yard line. That was about to be an 83 yard touchdown all mm. day. Because mm. no one was behind him. And we know once he gets his motor going, oh, it's boy. going. But he was oh. so focused on trying to <laughs> redeem. Yeah, why not? That's two weeks in a row. That's two weeks in a row that he's done that. So he was trying to redeem. So he really didn't, you know, he didn't have his 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 whereabouts of him. He got out of sorts a little bit. And, you know, after that, like I said, everything was so tedious. It was like, I want to catch it. I want to pull it in. You know what? With everybody. You know, I got to tell you this, though, Travis. Something about Cooper. I mean, the, this guy, I think he's so much in the pain management with his body that he has mm-hmm, blocked out this ankle pain, uh, this foot pain that's been killing him. And he will not. I, I'm telling you. I think uh, I'm starting to see something here. I don't think he wants to say anything to these uh, uh, medical people, uh, the trainers and all that. I think this guy is playing through pain just to get a nice contract, just to be a part of this team for for a long time or forever, actually. I mean, uh, how many Cowboys have retired and become part of the Cowboy coaching staff too? This is Amari Cooper. This this is a guy here I think – this is his spot, and he knows Dallas is the place yeah. for him. He hasn't been happy in too many places like the – well, his last place was the only place, and that was Oakland. But right. I Oakland. think, yeah, well, I this yeah, this is his place, man. And and I think that uh, – I think he's hurting a little bit. I think uh, you, you brought yeah. up a good point where he stepped out of bounds. Maybe it wasn't all the catch, too. Maybe he was just in a little bit of pain as well that he j- just That's didn't have the burst. Because he had an MRI the week of the Saints game. And to me, MRI means something's hurting. It's more than just a little right. rub down that's on the trainer. Yeah, table. insurance you don't don't like paying up. MRIs. Exactly. <laughs> so when I heard that, I said, yeah, he, he he's probably in more pain than we know. He had the plantar fasciitis during training camp. He had an MRI on his ankle. So like you said, with the load management right now, last week, no gallop and Randall Cobb not playing up to par at this point in time. So, you know, a lot is on his plate along with the contract. And, of course, he's not in a rush to sign because he knows the longer it goes and the more that he shows, he's bought in and he's committed. Of course, that's going to affect the overall, you know, number and the standing that he'll have with the team beyond actually playing. So, I, I, you know, I definitely buy into that with him wanting to be a part of the organization long-term, man. But I tell you, man, uh, definitely, you see, what needs to happen is, the way Jimmy Johnson used to do this is, I'm not going to coach the players. I'm going to coach the coordinators, and y'all going to coach the players. And when we find out what our adjustments need to be, we're going to pay attention to what the biggest need is. And I could tell immediately yesterday, when they came out in the second half, there were no adjustments made. 
Now, you can say that's a Garrett thing. You can say that's a position coach thing. You can say that's a team thing. But there was no adjustments made. We came out and we said we're just going to do something and see if it works. It wasn't working. You know what I mean? It was not working. So, you know, it went from looking okay to looking bad to looking awful to looking worse. Even with them um, ending the game behind by 10 points, like I said, it yeah. looked a lot worse because when you look at the box score, normally the team with the most yards and the team with the most first downs win the game. But the one thing that we had that the other team didn't have was turnovers. Yeah, We and, had turnovers and we didn't create any. And, and you know what, folks? Uh, let's let's stop blaming the kicker. The kicker had nothing to do with yeah. this. I mean, honest to God, to fire that. the kicker. Fire Mayher or whatever his name is. Well, what, you, you had him kicking a 54-yarder. Okay, that's right. that's not money. That's not guaranteed. I don't care what the hell they say. And Aikman and Buck pl- right. uh, played it off like it's no big deal. Oh, he missed it. Uh, the Come on, that's right. a 54-yarder. Yard. Get us another five yards. And on the very next field goal attempt, one of your offensive linemen uh, jumped off sides where you should never jump off sides, uh, especially on a, uh, on a kick. That's the easiest play. Yeah, right. okay. And by the way, he kicked that right through the middle. All right, then you backed him up, and now now it's all of a sudden get his head on a platter. He didn't lose the game for us, folks. I just wanted to let you. No, he didn't lose the game. Okay, I'm glad you agree with that too. Because even if he makes that kick, Jono, we still are in a situation where (laughs) we have to recover an onside kick. And just so the people know, 2019, the NFL is over in onside kicks being recovered. So it had nothing to do with the kicker yesterday. You know what I mean? His job isn't to win the game when you're down 24 nothing. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. His job you know is I mean? when it's 21-24 or 24-24. And I agree with you. Exactly. I agree exactly. with you. you know, I agree so with you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to put his head on the platter. And then I asked the guy last night because he inboxed me the same thing. And I said, okay, fire him for who? Because anybody that's on the street, they're on the street because they're not any good. We're talking about kicker. You know, some positions are different. You know, you got Josh Gordon and these guys that are anomalies that could be on the street and come in, you know, and they just beast out. But we're talking about kicker. So if you call up a guy right now that's sitting on his couch that's a kicker, that means he's no good. You know what I mean? Like, bottom line. So we had the best kicker in the game. He started to falter a little bit. He's doing well in Minnesota. This was the next best thing. There isn't an abundance of kickers out there that are going to put you in a position when you can win the game. He did his job as required of him yesterday. Only, I believe, two of his kicks were returned. The rest of them were touchbacks. And that's what it's supposed to be when your kicker's kicking off. So I don't want to hear anything about him. I don't want to hear anything about Jalen Smith. I want to hear about the guys, the players, the coaches that did not do their job yesterday. And today is the day. Zeke said last night, we have to go back to do what we're doing best and find out who we are. And that doesn't necessarily mean win, uh, uh, run the ball. That means execute. That means going out there and not getting beat man to man. 11 against 11, you're not going to be better than me. But that's what the no. Packers said yesterday. We're going to put our best 11 against your best 11, and we're going to show you that we're a lot better. And once they got those two touchdowns, it gave them all the confidence in the world. In each series, our offense got more low, our defense got more low, and we were fighting from behind. I mean, come on. These people got excited when it was 31-17. There was no way, like I said, when you're fighting against the clock with no timeouts left and no challenges, that you're going to come back and win that game with Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah, back well, there. You know that what? wasn't Blake Bortles. That was a big-time respect out of Rodgers, though, too. Did you see him pacing oh, the sideline? Like, th- this This shit's going to go bad here, boys. I mean, uh, and, yeah. and mind you, he's got to – 31-7 lead or 31-7, whatever that lead was, 31-17. And I'm thinking, you know what? A normal quarterback with a lead like that would just relax, but he knows he's playing the Cowboys, and this team can erupt really big time. Anytime. And and he just uh, he was really pissed at some people on his sideline for being a little oh, l- l- lackadaisical. Man, I won't put it on the kicker. But what I will do is go back to that call 
that you spoke about where Garrett did throw the flag and yeah. you know, they drove down the field, that was the gimme field goal. We lost the game by 10. Without that and you put in field position, we could possibly lose. You're, you're right. No, yeah, that field position. Not at all. No, you're you're so right. And and on top of that, he got 15 yards on the pen, uh, he got a penalty on that. I mean, you're so right. right. If they don't make that field goal, then all we have to do is make a touchdown. We don't have to think about field goal and all this stuff. I I I mean, you're, you're so damn right on that. I I I I, I can't know, I can't think of a that 15 yards you cost us right there. That was big time 15 right. that we could have used. You know, look at look at these kickers. I mean, Five yards right. made him go to, go to the right. Twenty-yard field goal. Right. I mean, it's less than a extra point. He kicked right. a twenty-yard field goal, and 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 all that did was extend the game, not for them, but extend the game lengthwise. Just made it a little harder to reach out to them because, as you just stated, they were getting into a situation where we were bringing up the rear, and we were about to really be on top of them there. But what happened was, once you give that up, and then you think back to the uh, unsportsmanlike penalty that Garrett got on a pass to Zeke, we get 27 yards. It was first and 25. We get 27 yards. So if you do not get that penalty, because after the Cooper play and after the penalty, it ended up being a 12-yard game. And then we had to go and get 27 yards on first down on another drive that was supposed to be seven points. Well, at least six, which again, keeps us close. So, you know, there were so many factors that factored in last night. And like I said, all's not, you know, secure and given and granted in the NFL. It's any given Sunday. So if this stuff carries over to next Sunday, and, you know, Romo's going to be calling the game. So if this stuff carries over to next Sunday against the Jets, and you just so happen to drop that game, oh, Oh, man, I mean, I mean, I, I kind of really hate to think about what could happen from that point for the look of the team for the rest of the year. Uh, if that happens, yeah. somebody is going to have to lose a job. They're going to have to. Well, I, I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, in college football, I mean, uh, they circle the dates when uh, Florida plays Georgia, when uh, USC plays UCLA, when Alabama plays Auburn. Uh, when uh, uh, Notre Dame plays uh, Penn State. You know, I mean, th- this stuff is circled. And when you lose right. to Green Bay, when you lose to Green Bay, I think you lose a little bit out of you. I, I really do. I, I think that uh, now you have to w- work a little extra harder. And you're, you're just not you – don't, you don't just beat the Jets by 15. You have to beat the shit out of the Jets now. To you get to, all the self-esteem, to. to get everything back in you that you lost in Green Bay, you have to beat the Jets by over thirty. I'm I'm putting a scale you on that. To. Okay, I, I, so you agree on that too, right? Yeah, I mean, look at all that was at stake because now the Jets are thinking, well, hell, what way to right our ship besides beating the Cowboys in our house? the team that everybody's calling a fraud now, man, if that wouldn't increase our stock right now, or at least giving them a game where it either goes into overtime or you really, really have to press to beat them like, you know, where the game is really undecided until late in the fourth quarter. You can't come out against the Jets and have a half like you had against the Dolphins and expect to get respect. Because like I said, you're looking at both of these things, and you're like, well, this is Green Bay. They're not at full strength. We'll be okay. Oh, this is New Orleans. They don't have Drew Brees. We'll be okay. So you underestimate, and you play up to the competition uh, assumed, and then the competition just comes out, and, you know, they take your lunch money. Well, you know what? They took the lunch money yesterday. Oh, they, they sure did. They sure did. And you brought up a real good point right now. Do you contribute that to the players or to the coaching? I'm going to say I'm going to go with the uh, the coaches there. I mean, you, yeah, you're the one the that dictates. They got to prepare the players. Right. You're the one that dictates the practices and everything. So wh- why is it that you're getting through to them when you're playing the Jets? And not that we've even played the Jets yet, but you played the Washingtons, the, the Giants. Are you at a – a little bit more off there, or are you in a I, – I don't know. I, I just don't see – I didn't see the same Cowboys this week that I've seen in the past three weeks. 
So mm-hmm. that that's what I'm saying. I mean, you you had them. Prime example. Go ahead. Look at the Bears and the Raiders. Or how about Kansas City versus the the Colts? The Colts, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know. You, you didn't fire those boys <laughs> up. You didn't get those boys fired up for Indianapolis. You you thought it was going to be a cakewalk, right. Andy. You thought That's you were right. just going to walk. The, these guys are your homecoming. And those guys said, you know what? We're NFL, too. We got drafted, too. I'm from Auburn. I'm from Alabama. I didn't come here to lose. Exactly. So, and I hated it, man. I'm looking yesterday on the sideline like there's always such a damn show, you know, instead of the focus on the game. The players over there hugging Ellen DeGeneres before the game yesterday. What yeah, are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I'm not. I, I mean, like, that's not the aim. If you want to hug Ellen, hug her after the game. You know, there's always some person, some personality yeah. on our sideline and our players over there busy trying to get their damn pictures taken. I don't I don't get that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't get that. Randall Cobb was working out yesterday. Ellen wanted to give him a hug. Ellen wanted to hug Vanda Ash. Ellen wanted to hug Jason Garrett. Are you kidding me right now? Y'all about to play Aaron Rodgers, the guy who does not lose at AT&T. The guy that said he's more comfortable playing at AT and T than he is at Lambeau. Are you kidding me? Are you? Did you? So your focus uh, is seriously? He said I that. I take a picture with Ellen. He said yeah, that. He said I'm so comfortable there. It's better than playing at Lambeau because you that is where he won prick. the Super Bowl. But he said it's better than playing at Lambeau. You know what I mean? Like oh. when? When have you ever seen Aaron Rodgers nervous in AT and T Stadium? No, never. No, he's not. Never. You're so right. He's not, I mean, you see him at Soldier Field. He looks like uh, uh, our uh, what's his name Manning for the New York Giants. He he's getting tossed exactly. around. He's got ugly face left and right. But against us, man, he looks like he he needs a cigar uh, robe on with a uh, with a uh, with you know, a pipe and everything. Something about um about in college how they circle on the calendar when Aaron Rodgers find out he's playing us. What he really wants to know is where. Because remember, in 2016, they went up to Green Bay and beat their ass with a rookie in Lambeau. Right. So what he wants to know is, where am I playing them? Oh, I'm playing them in Dallas? Okay, that's great. The fan base is going to travel. So if we get ahead, it's going to feel like a home game. Yeah, and if how I'm many fans do they have? And I get the defense. Man, they had enough. They had enough <laughs> to make noise. It was more than 10 I, I know. I you know, know what I, I mean? I know what you mean. I was like... Are we in Dallas or are we in Green Bay? Why, right. Are we in Dallas or Green Bay? I mean, they were screaming both. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, man, I just, you know, like I said, now it's it's now or never. Because after the Jets, we got the Eagles, and then things are are, are really about to get tough. You got Minnesota. Then you're going to play the uh, the Patriots. Then you're going to play the Bills. And then from there, like I said, it just there's nothing gravy on the tougher. schedule. There's nothing, there's nothing gravy. gravy, except nothing except the Redskins, gravy. and we get them one more time, yeah. and that's it. I, I wish we had one three more, more Redskins. The last game. Yeah. Right. So, so by that time, you could have the playoffs locked up, or you could have your draft position for next year in the first ten to fifteen picks, all depending on how you execute starting this well. Sunday. And like you said, there can be no question. You have like no. what I want right now. If you're a betting man, a Jacksonville yeah. Four to the seven. I yeah. want more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to put our foot on their neck because if we don't go out, no, we, we will redeem. You know what I mean? The there's some get very shaky. My there's friend. some jobs on the line, and there's some contracts on the line, and you bet your ass that uh, they know Jerry's. Uh, he had that pen, and he had the pen. Uh, ready and cocked to write on that check, and now he just closed that uh, ink up again. And uh, oh you yeah, know, and he's saying, you know what? Maybe I need to look, Stephen. Thank you. I think we need to check right. out these players a little bit more before we write this check. And that's where you're going to see a big time score this week against the Jets. I'll tell you what, Travis. It's it's always fun with you, man. It's always fun and uh, always, man. I hate to cut it short today, man. I, I you I did it naturally. I over. Enough, so I, I love you guys, man. I overtook you though. You 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 said thirty it's minutes okay. is fifty minutes, so I I don't want to get you any more late than what you are right now, pal. It's okay, man. We'll catch up later this week. I'll text. We'll talk, and uh, we'll be looking forward to Sunday, man. You have right, a great brother. day, brother. You too. You take care. You take care. That's All right, uh, man. Travis. We'll do. All right. 
That's Travis. And uh, Travis, uh, hey, you know what? We're going to have Travis part of this show. And uh, like I said before, he we got to get him his own show. And uh, he's out uh, He's out in the East Coast. So uh, Travis is real good uh, about it, knowledge and everything. You guys heard it. I mean, uh, he's right there with me. Uh, not that I'm right there with you because, uh, you know what? I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a Cowboy fan just like you guys, and I'm pissed off just like you guys are today. Yeah, uh, guys, you know what? The one thing that I'm, I'm not really into is this whole thing about uh, – Hey, you win, lose, or draw type of thing. I, I, I don't want, I don't want to care about that anymore, man. I just want to win. I, and, and don't try, don't, don't come across and say, you know what? Uh, hey, uh, yeah, if you don't, if you don't like us, uh, leave. Or, no, it ain't like that. I've been with my boys since the seventies. All right, no one's gonna tell me to leave the cowboy fan base because I think that they. Uh, they played like shit, basically, okay? They played like shit, and we got to let them know about it, too. If you don't let people know, if you don't let your teams know, if you don't let your government know how you feel about them, they'll just keep doing what they're doing. Do you want that? that I, if you do, you're, you're a sheep because that's not the way a fan base works. A fan base lets the uh, team know, the management know that, you know what, we don't like this. We want this thing to change because we want to win again. That's what all we're saying. All right. Hey, we'll have a show this Thursday or Friday. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you know what? We're playing the Jets. So uh, how much more rah-rah do you need? All right. I'm just saying to you, we're playing the Jets. If we have a show, we have a show. But if we don't, you know why? Because we should beat the damn uh, crap out of the Jets. I mean, uh, the, who, who the hell are the Jets? They're getting abused by everybody. So, so that's all I'm saying, my friends. That's all I'm saying that, uh, you know what? Uh, I could cheer the way I want to cheer, I, okay? And I'll still be a big-time Cowboy fan. That's our show for the early Monday or Tuesday show. We'll have one Thursday or Friday, and uh, we'll conclude on that. I mean, I like to get a one for the Jets. But I got to see how my partners are doing. All right. From uh, Jono and uh, my invisible crew, thank you, Travis, for being part of it. We'll check you out next time. Take care. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.